Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hello, Marriage Empowered and podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. hey Molly, what is the name of your group, my love? Mine is uh, Live a Life You Love. Uh, that's it, yes, come on over. And I'm a part of that, so I should know that. I just can't, can't um, I, I changed the name, it was Breakthrough. Now it's Live a Life You Love. So, um, I just, you know, it's festive to change the name of your group. I love that you have Marriage Empowered. That's like one of my favorite groups of all time. Thank you. Thank you. Molly is one of my favorite people of all time. And I'm so excited to have her here because Molly and I uh, got to know each other through coaching circles and Rebecca's six figure society, right? Actually, OG met. (laughs) And we discovered that we have ridiculously similar upbringings. Like, like never talked to anybody else about it. Didn't think anybody else experienced it similar. It was awesome. It was really cool. Yes. So Molly, um, tell the group a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. You're going to be able to say that much better than me because I'm just going to say that she's freaking awesome. So That's, I, that, that sums it up. So okay. I came up with this the other day. Um, so for Molly method, uh, not too squishy, not too pushy. <laughs> so to me in a nutshell. So um, I've been a licensed professional counselor in the state of Georgia for the past 12 years. I've been in manufacturing sales for 15 years. Yes, I'm a multi-passionate woman. And I finally understand that better and advocate for that for myself. Um, And one of the main reasons why I love to help people um, is really a lot to do with my own journey, dealing with like anxiety and depression since as long as I can remember. Um, I've recently really, um, I dive face first into a lot of things without looking at the total building of the plane, but um, brain health coaching is my latest obsession. So I am brain health coaching credentialed through the um, Amen Clinics, Dr. Amen, and I'm actually undergoing my brain health uh, evaluation, fully integrated health, uh, brain health evaluation right now. So I love, love, love for people to really understand like what's going on in their meat suit, AKA you're like your body that helps you. (laughs) His life, um, as well as the, the beautiful spirit that, uh, that it encapsulates. So really having them join together um, is the goal. That's the goal. So I call myself an integrated wealth coach because I've seen different facets of a person's life uh, where wealth can really be accelerated when you integrate, um, when it's really coordinated and you have a sense of um, success and triumph and flourishing and empowerment in your life. And you have marriage empowered. Exactly. Yes. I'm so like Molly and I geek out so much with each other. Like, we're just like, what do you think about this? Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, Hey. Oh. And this, this is what we were talking about was Molly was like, Hey, what do you think about anger 
And that's how this whole thing came about. Cause I was like, we should talk about this. <laughs> um yes and i am right like we were kind of going like uh whoa like what are let's put our heads together and figure out what some best practices are or just some different ideas different angles to talk about anger than just try not to have it right try not to have it right yeah well and i think i mean to to kind of dive right on into that right was like that was our kind of main point was something that both of us do with clients is, and that we've noticed a, a trend, what, I mean, overall in the societal pressure and conditioning, I feel like it's kind of a norm of like anger is bad. Anger, you should, you should do your best not, we hear like control your anger, right? Um, and, and a lot of negative things uh, correlate with anger but really it comes down to a matter of expression and there's my dog. <laughs> yeah. She's my office mate <laughs> sorry, and my doorbell's going off. Right now. I'm sorry. This is the beauty of working from home. Right. So, so Molly, take it away. <laughs> so that's, and you're right. So much of it has to do with, um, don't be angry. Um, you know, I don't know what your audience's sentiments are, around what they, what they've encountered, but so many people, um, as a couples therapist, I, you know, I just don't want to be angry anymore, or I just get so angry, you know, and then you start diving deeper into, well, what is your relationship with the word anger? Um, I also worked in an accountability court system and so many people in the court system themselves are assigned to anger management classes. And what do they usually talk about? Don't be angry. You got to figure out how to not be angry. So they teach a lot about how to stop being angry. But but that it just doesn't sit so well. It doesn't really, the numbers don't really show that it really changes people's lives to go through some of these curriculums and protocols that are out there. Um, looking at children, you know, there's such a stigma um, if a child is angry. Right. So times in our own upbringings and sometimes we'll find ourselves like why are you angry don't be angry you shouldn't be angry and it's really reflexive if we think about it and definitely from my lens myself um, people I've been around and, and training aside it's reflexive to be like stop the anger you know stop the expression of it stop the even experience of it for another person or yourself so that's just kind of my input to start yeah. Well, and that's to your, to your point too, because, and I'm glad you brought up anger management because my husband and I were actually just talking about this the other day. Um, because, uh, our, our homes were very different and how you handled anger and in his home, it was like no bad emotions. Right. And if bad emotions, if anger occurred, it was like, let's just not talk about it. Let's just pretend it didn't happen. And everybody's happy again. And then in, in my home, it was like, um, we, we expressed anger a lot through our communication, you know, yelling and, and whatever, slamming doors, you know, all of that. Um, but to your point, it all just kind of comes down to that same message of anger, uh, of rejecting anger, of controlling anger. And I think like, so with me and what we were talking about earlier was what, what I do and what I work with on my clients is that very thing is not judging yourself for your feelings because we can't control 
what thoughts and feelings come to us, we get to, we get to accept and control which ones we like keep, which ones we hold on to. Right. And Mm -hmm. I don't, you can't really, you can't really by saying, Oh, I don't want to be angry. I don't. And this is what I think most people do is that initial, like, I shouldn't be angry. I don't deserve to be angry or whatever that, that thought process is for you which you can't get to if you're too busy trying to push it away. Right. And so whatever that is that you're fighting against, it actually just, it's like gasoline on the fire. Right. Would you agree with that? So good. So, uh, an example that I love when you talk about gasoline on the fire, I love that so much. Um, we either, you know, expel it out, express it out or stuff it down. Stuff it down. So So much of our community that is stuffing it down. Um, and so the, uh, you know, the, the visual of the beach ball, if anybody's ever, you know, been in a swimming pool and tried to sit on a beach ball and put it underwater and balance on it, you're kind of like sitting there. So if, if, if you can imagine that sensation and you're sitting on the ball, you know, um, that is your anger stuffing. So some days you can get really, you know, your core's working with you and you're feeling really, feeling yourself and you can really balance that. Um, Other times the beach ball, you know, shoots out, you know, across to the neighbor's fence or, you know, pops or whatever. So you don't have control over it. We keep trying to control you know, this thing called anger, but we don't have a lot of great outlets of stuffing it down or expressing it reactively and sometimes harmfully. Um, That's kind of the extreme, right? 180 degrees from, you know, crazy is still crazy. So we can go either stuff it down or explode. Oh, can't, can't explode. So stuff it down, stuff it down. Nope. Got to explode. So we just stay kind of entangled in that dynamic. If you agree. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that analogy, like the beach sitting on the beach on the water. Cause it's so true. Cause so many times I hear clients say like, well, I just, um, I just, I just don't, you know, talk about it. I just don't deal with it, you know? And then, and, or I just don't really, I'm, I'm scared of hashing things up. Right. Or like bringing things up. And it's like the emotions there, it's, it's still there. Right. But to your point, you don't get to like actually control how it comes out because you're not getting to know yourself on that deep level. Right. So, um, I'll use my own personal experience in my marriage because anger was what, um, we, you and I talked about this too. I was a little bit more of what they would describe as like the masculine energy. Whereas like I would emote anger no matter what I was feeling, And it was like, actually very much my thought process for years was like, if you know me, you just know that I'm a loving, caring, wonderful human being. And I'm just, I am who I am. And you know that my anger doesn't really mean to hurt anybody. (laughs) This was like, I laugh now, but it was so true. It was just kind of like, I am who I am. Take me or leave me. Right. But the thing is, is like, nobody wants to be around like an angry person. And the thing is, is I really was, I was angry, but what made that so bad was just the fact that like, I didn't know how to emote it correctly. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to emote vulnerability. I wasn't, I didn't know how to be vulnerable, right? That wasn't safe for me. And so I could be angry though. And that, that was acceptable to me. That is so powerful. And that's how like our our yin and yang work together so well because I'm like 
I perceive myself as the opposite where again, like whenever Katie, anytime I hear you talk, like I had no idea, like you existed in, in, in my, in the world. And so it would have been so helpful to know that you did exist or, and thank God you do. Um, because I was the person that was avoiding that avoided. If I could just figure out how to gumby myself and manipulate my reaction to make sure nobody got angry, um, as if it were in my complete control to help people to never be upset, I would figure out, I, my mind would tell me I need to figure out how to make sure nobody ever gets upset because it was so upsetting to me for other people to be upset. So when I was really unhealthy, for sure, you know, I would just try to figure out every way my mind, I would just sit here and spin in anxiety, trying to figure out how to make sure nobody got upset with me, number one, and then upset at anything, number two. Um, but again, like, I love how you're saying like, but in my heart, it was, if you know me, you know that I'm trying to make the situation better. So for you, it's, if you know me, you'll know that I don't mean any, you know, harm, just by it, any harm. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, if you know me, you know, I don't mean any harm by it. I'm, I'm trying to help it, help it be better. Um, but that's not healthy. Well, and, and I think like, um, going back even to, cause I relate to that as well. Cause that's also, I mean, a little, a very, uh, I was very codependent on my husband because his feelings were so like, I felt and took on all of his feelings because I had no boundaries and no emotional boundaries or even know what the heck that meant. Mm -hmm. And so it was whenever he was angry, I felt that energy. Right. And as a self-protection method, and this was really largely with my close family and my marriage was mm -hmm. how I reacted that way. Um, so I would respond with defense and anger because I would immediately get like, Oh, something's not right. Something's off. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for, so for years I would tell my husband, like, don't you know me better? Like I'm, yeah, I'm not angry. I'm hurt. And I, I can't tell you how many times I, yeah, I, like your face too. Cause how many times do we hear that from a client? But no one can be there for the way you want them to be there for you if you're, if you're, and I don't like even saying anger, it's a toxic, hostile response, right? Because the energy that actually and the emotion I was really feeling was hurt, but he was perceiving it as anger. Well, and there's another side of that when there's no expression, which is called stonewalling. Um, so some people are familiar with stonewalling. I sure wasn't until I studied the, the subject of, of what ha can happen in marriage and your physiology. Yep. Stonewalling is for those of us who like shut down, like you, you start scrambling, you don't even know how to respond. Your throat closes up, your chest starts pounding, you start, your mind kind of goes blank slash everywhere so when your partner when my husband would be like what what is going on and you're like I don't, I don't know because it's literally like a flood of oh shit for lack of a better you know capture um yeah. and you're doing everything you can to like try to even figure out how you feel at that time you know but it could be coming across as angry or resentful or frustrated and you're not really figuring out what's actually going on inside. 
I can't tell you how much I love that you just said that because so there's so much of a dynamic. And um, I, I mean, I myself have talked to like many therapists and people about stonewalling. We, I learned about it in college. Right. And it is not described that way. It is more of like almost a manipulation and control tool of how it has been or viewed. Right. Like my husband is the stonewaller right. And I am the expressive one. And so it was his whole thing was like his, his whole thing was like when I was overwhelming him by all of my verbiage, all of my energy, um, and hostility at times, he would take that as like, Oh crap. Right. Like, and this is what, like, we try to explain to people of like, once you understand what's really going on inside of them, when he could see past my anger when I could learn how to express myself better too. Um, but when I could see past like, okay, his stonewalling doesn't mean he's just controlling the situation. He's genuinely triggered. And whether that does have anything to do with me or not, I need to swallow my ego, ego enough to realize maybe something I did, did trigger him. And I could meet him with empathy. Yeah. Cause he, he may not know what triggered him, right? You know, it just like you may not know what triggered him or when you get triggered, you know, I get triggered. I was on a call yesterday um, talking about the communication and how we can sound so magnificent sometimes in our own heads and how we're going to be so articulate and conveying, you know, exactly what we want. And then it spits out of our mouth, like, <laughs> or something or just like show up and throw up or you're just like all over the place like my I just call that part of my charm at this point um but what he talked about which I thought was pretty cool if you can imagine like some dashes um if you've ever seen like dashes in between the dashes or assumptions and so we know what our assumptions are about what's going on in the conversation and your husband or other receiver, child, anybody, they have assumptions about what's happening in the conversation, but the other person may not know what's actually happening um, from that lens, right? So it's like such a great uh, time to, you know, no time like the present to experience like a total disastrous communication train wreck um, than when you're really, really triggered and don't know what the heck's going on so or maybe it's just me but yeah so no. um no, it's, really it's super powerful to 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 recognize that yeah well and the the funny thing is is it's um when we're when we're talking about the um response and reaction is as far as your to your point see and this is me bouncing ping-ponging like different things in my head right now <laughs> before it comes out of my mouth. I'm like, I'm like my ADHD brain. Uh <laughs> we all celebrate the ADHD and neuro different people as well as people's yay. <laughs> Molly has helped me learn a lot about my ADHD. Um that's a that we could do a live just on that Molly. That might be our next one. <laughs> um chips it's perfect yeah for sure yes but it's definitely part of what's at play a lot of times in those communication oh yeah yeah absolutely um but what i what as far as um 
like what you're talking about, the assumption of what's going on inside of like this conversation, right, is it just comes down to like Brene Brown, the story we tell ourselves. And it's like, if you decide this conversation is, is meaning something to you on a deeper level, you know, that your partner is on a whole nother track, that's where we see that the conflict get really destructive too, right? So all in all of this, behold, because I know we're diving into all kinds of expressions and emotions communication, it's all very much tied to how we manage our emotions and express ourselves. And anger to, to this, bring it back to like the conversation is, you know, by rejecting it, by saying it's this negative thing that we should not experience, we're afraid to experience, whatever the case is, is where we lose control of our responses. Would you agree with that? I, I very much do. And I'm so glad you said that because one of my sort of flags that I love to fly is really, you know, we talk a lot about behavior change and maybe not wanting to be angry or how do we deal with it. But a lot of times we don't take that step to evaluate our relationship with an emotion. So uh, we have been programmed to respond to an emotion and we're using anger very specifically in this. Um, We actually have behaviors that are attached to how we express that emotion that we're not necessarily conscious of unless, and hopefully today that'll really help a lot of you Um, consider this no matter what the emotion is it can even be with positive emotions we don't know we we are we are already programmed to respond in a certain way a certain behavior based on an emotion so with anger a lot of times like Katie mentioned you're going to automatically express it through verbally you know just react, maybe reactivity, speaking and just uh, maybe getting loud, or maybe your tone of voice changes, maybe you ask a lot of questions. And for me, maybe I would shut down, maybe I would walk away from a conversation, but it's not conscious, it just like happens. So whenever I feel anger, you have the feeling and you have a behavior attached immediately to it without you knowing, consciously going through the process of better understanding that. So that's that's a lot of times what what happens with anger we get afraid of it because or we don't know what to do with it because we keep we haven't taken that moment to really attach emotion with the reaction that happens as a result of that specific emotion and anger is one of those charged situations where usually back to childhood you're not allowed to have that one yeah Yeah, that's, I'm like gobbling this all up. If y'all aren't taking notes, I don't even know what to tell you. Like you need to be taking notes because I'm learning so much in this. Like that's why I grabbed it. I was like, "Ah, I need this. Um, But yeah, because to your point, if you're not, uh, what I wrote down was the relationship we have with our emotions, guys, like that is so powerful. If you get anything which you will out of this conversation but that right there because if we can stop judging ourselves or telling ourselves we're not allowed to have this emotion and we ask ourselves a question of what relationship do I have with this emotion because who does that like it's not it's not the norm right but this group is for people who are wanting to live their best life and excel And, and this is the stuff it takes 
to truly get into that level, right? Like is you don't want to operate as the norm. You don't want to operate as the reactive. You want to be proactive and set forth your own directive for your life. This is the stuff it takes. This is the mental work. We all talk about that mindset work, sit down, ask yourself, what relationship do I have with anger? What does it mean for me? And I love that you said, like, especially from since a childhood, right? It's some, it's, it's an, it's an emotion that you're not allowed to have. I, as a parent can even think of times where I've been totally guilty of this, like of trying to control him when he's in his anger or, you know, reacting instead of just naming it, like, wow, you seem really upset. What's going on? Like, it definitely took me some tools to get to that point to help my son through it. And I love that you're saying that because sometimes even these conversations here can feel overwhelming, like, well, um, oh my gosh, what, you know, what all's happening, you know? Um, so to try to just break it down, you know, really taking the time to say like, what is my relationship with anger itself, you know? Um, and, and really looking at yourself, maybe even how you explain it to your children, um, who do maybe have an anger situation. I can tell you when Haley, my daughter is nine and she's magical. I love her so much. Um, she was probably, I don't know, 15 months old, maybe 18 months old. And I'd been a counselor for a while and I even taught parenting classes. I was one of those parenting instructors prior to being a parent. And I remember Haley like did something, something happened and I kind of snapped, I reacted and I remember just going, you know what? I just need to give it up. I have all these tools and I don't know why I keep on behaving the same way. And it was such a eureka moment. That was, so she's nine. So yeah, it was like six years ago. So I'm still major work in progress, but I said, okay, what do I want to do? Yeah. And I said, I'm going to take a deep breath. I want to attune to her and I want to apologize. Like I already had rehearsed that, but I didn't do it in the moment. So, but doing that work to really understand your emotions and how you're automatically reacting gives you the opportunity to truly change your life and the life of those around you, which is just freaking magical. So powerful. And that's what I love about you. Cause you're so freaking real. Like, it's just like, like I, I'm still a work in progress. So am I like, I don't, I, I, I tell all my, all my, you know, followers, it's like, I don't say any of this from a high horse. I don't come from a place of superiority. I can call you on your bullshit all day. Cause I'm full of it. Right. It's like, <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just actively trying every day to be the best version of myself and surrounding myself with those people as well. And hopefully between you and me, Molly, we can help people expedite this process instead of taking the long way around. Like we, like we did back in fast pass, whether it's at Dollywood with fast passes <laughs> or Disney world, which they're not even fast anymore, but whatever it is, we're going to, we're going to try to condense, consolidate down. And to that end, I want to Katie, so anger, right? Like it's like a catch-all emotion sometimes. Do you find, and you mentioned earlier, like you realized like you weren't, the anger was actually hurt. So what are some other emotions that you found like with your um, collaborations that you've done or yourself, your own personal experience? Like what are some of the things you've kind of found out like with anger, like what it might actually be, even if you dig a little bit deeper than just identifying it as anger? Oh yeah. Yeah, because anger is usually like the the surface, 
right, of what we're really feeling. And so like fear, right, that's a big one. Um, and it's, and friend, same for me, it was just like, if I was afraid anger would come out because it was a defense mechanism. Right. So it wasn't even really the feeling and the emotion was anger. It was just how I was expressing myself. It was angry. It was hostile. Um, and then, um, so fear, hurt, um, being misunderstood, feeling insecure, you know, like all of, all of those feelings can, can masquerade as say like anger. Right. But then when I'm able, when I was, when I was able and I am able and on a really good day, right. I can say like, okay, I'm not angry. Like I'm actually really hurt. And then I, and then I can, and I am because of the work I have done able to say like, okay, this is really, this really hurt me. Right. Like, and so, yes, after a lot of a lot of work and a lot of practice, I'm able to now do that. Right. And so is my husband, because in his, his whole thing, he's very similar to you. He denies himself the ability to be angry, which actually fuels his anger even more. Um, but he shuts down and then he, he's the one who will shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. And then it, right. And then it blows up. So I don't know if, if that answered your question. That was a long answer. Yeah, it totally does. I so appreciate that. I have a little cheat sheet here. Um, this is a feelings wheel. Yeah. And yes, it feelings. literally took this off our wall. In so our, we have it in our kitchen slash dining room. And my daughter and I go through this. My husband is on board. We'll, we'll, we'll deep dive. But basically it can go, there's actually anger on this wheel. And you can dig one level deeper and then one level deeper from that to better understand like what your emotions are. And I'm happy to provide it. I mean, you can find them all kinds of places. They even have little pillows on Etsy. They're so cute. Like <laughs> I say cute. I don't know. I have a different version of cute, but I think it's precious to be able to. Look at the you are so my spirit animal. <laughs> like, that feelings little pillow. It's so cute. I'm like, we are such neuroscience nerds. <laughs> The fear masquerading and like with men, you know, a lot yeah. of times, you know, fear could be disguised, you know, anger could be disguised as fear. Um, fear could be disguised as anger. Um, really like giving ourselves the chance to say, again, what is happening here? What, what am I noticing in my physiology? Hmm. What, or even as a Monday morning quarterback, what the hell just happened here? You know, giving yourself a chance, myself a chance to go, where did that come from? If yeah. I can, I'll give you an example of what happened last night. I went walking, and I hope it's okay that Jason hears this real time. So <laughs> I think it's okay. But we were, he's so sweet. He's like, let's go walking. And, and that's really important to me to take care of my physical health. And Haley was there too. So family outing. And then um, all of a sudden I started getting a bad attitude. And I started, my physiology was, my chest was pounding. I was getting very like anxious, very socially anxious, very self-conscious. All of this flooding of emotion was coming through and I was, I go to sarcasm. A lot of times mine comes out as sarcasm. So, um, and here's Jason being like so supportive and kind and inclusive and bondy and Haley's having a great time. And I'm got my insides that are just acting up. They're just acting up and I'm noticing it and I'm starting to say like, don't be like that. So then I'm like, okay, that doesn't work. Okay, what else can I do? And so I did express to Jason, 
I noticed that my, my physiology was starting to react poorly and negatively to something that was really healthy. Um, and it usually hits on something like, um, I shouldn't have let myself get to this point. I'm really sorry that I haven't taken better care of myself or some kind of negative self-judgment, but it comes out on the surface as I don't want to be here or you're doing something not cool to me or something like that. Um, whereas before it might just try to not talk about it and just like get over it is what I might say. So I hope that's a helpful example that literally did, it happened last night. Um, okay. so I'm glad I had insight. Yeah. I'm tr- worked really hard to say like, it's okay that it happened instead of saying it just needs to never happen again. Yeah. Really trying to work on a lot of that internal emotion regulation so that I can progress, continue to progress in that way and be close with my husband because that's important to me. It's so good. It's so good because I think especially with uh, men and women who are on the self-development growth journey, like we can so get trapped in that self-judgment of like, see, I've done all this work and here I am with my emotions and we end up judging ourselves for being human, right? To your point, you have, you had insight. You now have the ability to go, okay, where is this coming from? What am I doing? Right. I'm blaming my, cause I heard too, like justification, right? Like I could justify my feelings all day. And that's, that's where so much of our blame for our husbands can come into handy, right? Well, if he was doing this or if he would have done this and I wouldn't feel this way, right? We blame our emotions on them. That's a, that's a very common and easy thing to do. But to your point, if we really just stop and say like, okay, and this is something that I work with my clients on is staying curious with your emotions. Love that. Right. Love. Cause it's Love. like, with, like in a communication method is seek to understand your husband because he might not even understand himself. And by being compassionate and seeking to understand where he's coming from, you might even give him the opportunity and tools to dive into that. But if we apply it to ourselves first, right? Like is that's such a huge deal. That was such a big game changer for me because now I can say, why am I feeling this way? Like what is really going on that I am angry instead of being mad at myself for being mad or judging myself for having these feelings. And I swear to God, Molly, this is hilarious because just last night, I said the same thing to my husband. We were having a tough conversation. It was very constructive. He walked away feeling great. And I was still very like, I could just feel my energy. I was, adrenaline was pumping up my back and he was confused. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, you know what? That was such a good conversation and it went so well but I am just, I got to go outside. I got to go outside. I got to clear my head. I got to do my breathing exercise. And then same, I knew like in that moment, years back, that would not have happened. It would have just been like, you said this and you said this and you make me feel this way. And that's how that all would have came out. Instead, it's like, how can I take responsibility for what I'm feeling right now and not judge myself for it and go do my own work without it coming out on him, but still communicating to him where I'm at and wh- what I'm feeling like that was a big difference. 
That is so, so huge. And I'm just, I'm proud of us, <laughs> proud of all the ladies and gentlemen watching this. I'm yeah. super proud of you for, of all of us who are choosing to circle back around and really trying to better, um, just better relate with these, these people that we choose to have in our lives. You know, a lot of times, you know, our anger can build because we're looking at the things that maybe we don't feel like are, you know, connecting, um, forgetting the million things that are, you know, um, mm -hmm. and it's not, that's another way that we, you know, anger has a way of just enveloping a lot of all the taking the happy out of the, 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 the progress, the, the celebratory parts of your everyday relationship and anger can just really suck like a vacuum back in because we don't know how to deal with it. That's why this umbrella of anger or discontent, this unnameable dis-ease that we can feel in our marriages can, can fester because we just are trying to figure out how not to be angry or how to express anger or our relationship with what we understand anger to be it can just really pervade the whole relationship. So for us to shift the paradigm, to make changes, to be, to be better for our kids, to be leaders in our community, I, I really want to say big kudos to you and, and to all of us who yeah. are, are here in the trenches, changing, changing our lives. In the trenches, baby. Do you yeah. have a few more minutes, Molly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, cause we were, the title of this is a catalyst for change. So give me some insight on when you say anger can be a catalyst for change. Yep. Um, I mean, what does that look like? What, what do you mean by that? So anger, um, just like so much of the emotions and I want to be really clear, and this is data driven, science driven, that your emotions happen in your body uh, two and a half times the rate of your thoughts. So there is a, there's a lot of folks out there and I'm not trying to say anything different. I'm just saying with the science proving the, the reason why is for humans, you have to have that sixth sense before you can even process what's happening to stay alive. So we, God gave us the ability to feel before we can think. And so that's, why it's so critical to have these conversations to figure out what's going on with that energy that night. And when I say energy, we are made up of a whole bunch of electrical impulses. You know, I used to be like, Oh, that's so woo. That's so strange. I'm being honest, you know, but then oh, I appreciate that. You learn, and then you're just like, Holy cow, this is amazeballs. Like I totally understand why it's, it's really good not to get struck by lightning. So physics, right? <laughs> physics, physics backs up that totally. And I, I too was the same way. I was like, energy, you hear energy, you think, woo right like but yeah right. right and so energy emotions have energy to them and so when we only have the language for negative emotions or things that don't feel good without being too technical just like it feels you feel bad like it's something that makes you drop your eyes it's something that makes your your shoulders roll forward something that makes you cry reactively something that makes you hot in your face or makes your hands clench up you're having a, a biological reaction to something that's terrifying your your system and the word that we have learned to use for that typically is anger 
Um, so really expanding our ability to better understand. Let's just, let's greet, let's imagine anger is like greeting us. We're really going to turn this into the kaleidoscope shift. So imagine anger is opening their door and saying, hey, I'm here. Welcome in. Let's go see, come meet, come meet um, some people. You really need to get to know them. And so then you start looking and you're like, oh, hey, oh, disappointment. Oh, okay. That's overwhelm. Oh, okay. So anger's giving an opportunity, a doorway into really, really diving deeper into what's actually going on so that so many of you that are on this call, I'm sure have studied about the subconscious mind and some people really get it. And other times just like that is way too far out there. So I'm just wanting to bring it close to home and in your, in your pocket, close to you, that the more that we can understand what's going on beneath by getting curious, like what Katie said, that's such a, such a great concept. What is really happening here? And if it's too hard for you to kind of do that within yourself, you can engage with your child and ask them when they're angry, what is happening to your body right now? What are you feeling? And a lot of times children can say like, I'm, they, I physically hurt. Like my, my knee hurts or I feel scared because, you know, um, or I feel left out. You know, they're able to somehow sometimes really give you insight as to what's really, really going on deep down inside of their heart. Right. And we do that, too. We just have lost a lot of connection to that at times. But really, really diving into that and then pay attention. The catalyst for change is when we look at anger and say, you're here to help me better understand what's going on. Why is it going on? Yeah. And what do I need to do about what's going on that's now aligned with where I am in my life? We have a lot of folks talking about, you know, future self. And again, those are definitely goals for life goals, hashtag life goals for me. Um, a lot of times, though, in our present lives, we are behaving on past behaviors. So again, like if anger in your past was dealt with slamming doors, screaming, avoiding, crying, something negative in your world, you're probably still doing that now, even though you don't want to do that still. So this is the catalyst. Anger's here to help you say, let's dig deeper. Let's figure out what's going on. Let's figure out why it's going on and what we want to do about it that's aligned with our values today. Um, So that is what I, that's what I mean by saying that anger is the catalyst for change. It's so powerful. So freaking good. The doorway to better understanding yourself. That is fire. That's a, that's a pillow or a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So that you can change and get the life that you want to live. Like you're not caught with your pants down when you're in the middle of a disagreement. Like you better understand. I can give you another example uh, we had a, a women's conference uh, at church and I was super pumped love worship. Like that's super, super great for my spiritual feeding. And I got blocked. I just got, it just, it sucked. And I was angry because I was like, why can't I'm having a trouble overcoming. I know it's here. I'm aware it's happening. 
I'm a, I can feel it in my body that it's a negative energy and I can't quite figure out how to get out of it. So I just did my best to do self-care of lack of judgment and just tried to just be easy with myself. And then I invited myself to the conversation to figure out what was going on. And believe it or not, I was able to really deduce it was exhaustion. Mm. So I've just looked at anger being exhausted and how many moms and dads and caretakers and kids and family members, parents, how many people are exhausted? Like, like a a tired that some of us just live with every day, but it's blocking us and it comes out in anger. Um, In the recovery community, never get too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why anger is in there. It's because you can really, really be lacking just rest or you just never know what you're going to uncover. But I do want to share that example too. And so it felt really, really good to be able to re yeah. recenter myself and, and move forward. So, um, that's yeah. so powerful. That is so powerful. It's so good. Um, to your point, And I love that you said that, like, Cause this is where you and I totally like geek out together as the brain health, right. Is cause you know, when I'm working with my clients they're like, what does how much water I drink have to do with how I am as a wife? And it's like, because we cannot be better humans if we are depriving our body from the nutritional, like not that water is nutritional, but it, um, hello, we need water. <laughs> We need hydration to be our best selves, to have our brain function as well as it should. And if we deprive ourselves from those necessities, right? Like you said, exhaustion, if you're running yourself ragged, if you are deficient in nutrients, like you can't expect yourself to be the best version of yourself. And yes, that includes your emotional awareness and well-being, right? And that's where we can be so hard. If we keep it at the surface level of talking about angry and don't be angry and think about your husbands, are your husbands taking care of themselves? Are they running from appointment to appointment? Are they getting fulfilled in their uh, quality time? Um, Are they connected with friends? Are their parents okay? You know, there could be any number of um, psychological, you know, interference issues going on in there. Um, So it's to enlighten and enliven the conversation around Mm -hmm. anger where we approach it instead of try to stay away from it, you know, really, really using it as an opportunity, taking our power back, right? That anger doesn't control me. I get to better understand what it's trying to teach me. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and when all else fails for those believers out there, Jesus himself was angry. So (laughs) it's like, it's, it's a human emotion. We are not escaping it, you know? So it's just to, to Molly's point, the, if, if you're, if you have a bad relationship with anger, like that, that's really what it comes down to is why, and where did it come from? right? Did it come, did it come from an experience in early childhood? Did you eventually develop that by a negative relationship that you were in, right? Like we can't know unless we ask those questions. So yes, to all of that. So, so good. I have like loved this so much. I need to have you in, uh, in my badass wives club. I would love like for you to give like a speech 
and teach on this. This would be so good. I'm just kidding. Do uh, you know what? Because we can also build on this with positive emotions, like yeah. joy. A lot of times we have a negative behavior tied to positive emotions. So it really runs the gamut. When you learn how to tackle it with anger, you can universalize it to so many other emotions. So it's just an awesome thing. So the process remains the same. It's just the emotion that we're tar targeting and tackling, you know, that uh, that's the way to get started um, because it's on the top of so many people's minds right now. One, um, one last thing too, that I wanted to throw out here for, um, just because the women in my group and who are watching and Jamie, Hey, Jamie, Jamie says, hi. And thanks hi. us for having this discussion. Thank, Thank you, Jamie, for tuning in. Um, the, a uh, really common thing for, I think just in men and women in general is men are conditioned, especially men are conditioned that one of the only emotions that is acceptable for them to emote is anger. And so what we find happening a lot more on a majority stance is um, women are usually, because as women, we are taught from a very young age that women are just emotional. Women have, women are the emotional ones, right? Which we know from research, that's not true. We all have the, the full scale of emotions. Um, but as a society, men are looked upon as weak if they cry, right? If they're, they're told like, nope, you can, sure you can be happy, but also like anger, that's tough, right? And so that's why so many more men will appear to be angry when so many other things are going along under the surface. And I know for me personally, when I started to understand that when my husband would come home and act angry, when, instead of being like, Hey, get that under control. Like it's bugging me. Right. Or like me coming and trying to control that or tell him like, dude, you need to check that. That was my, that was my MO. <laughs> super productive. Um, <laughs> and like, what, I say, what would I do? What did I do? So great. Now he's got to deal with his anger and deal with my crap. Right. And try to take care of you. Right. right. Yes. Thank you. It's always, we make it, a, we make, what is it? The two things. Um, have you seen that Ted talk The how to not take things personally? And he's a soccer referee. No, I haven't. I it should watch you should. You should. It's fire. I use it all the time. He says two things. Whenever we take things personally, it's because of two things. We either make it about us and it has nothing to do with us. It's about them. Right. And we're just making it about us or we, or there's truth to it. And we already are hard on ourselves about it. So it's like salt in the wound. Right. And, and so like going back to the anger thing with my husband, now I can be like, wow, like, are, is everything okay? And I can have that, like, at least insight into maybe something bad happened at work to him. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe, maybe I was a jerk and I said something that offended him and maybe it was about me. Right. And then again, maybe it had nothing to do with it. But if, if I can approach him on a compassionate level and give him the grace and understanding of maybe there's something more going on underneath the surface, that's helped him be more self-aware and it diffuses the situation so much faster too. And let me just help you ladies and gentlemen, whoever might be treating your internal selves like garbage when it comes to anger, reacting to yourselves internally like garbage. So maybe out in the world, you, you don't let anybody see your anger and you're always putting on a face of, 
got it under control or niceness or whatever, or even emoting, the way that you're talking inside of your own body, mind, soul, you know, let's figure out how to really concentrate, not just in relationships, but how you're talking to yourself, how you're treating yourself when you have an an unfavorable situation inside of what's going on. So huge. That was really big. I think that was even a discussion you and I had early on was, I mean, absolutely. Like pay it, pay attention to how you talk to yourself and then watch when your kid exhibits that same behavior or your husband exhibits that same behavior. I guarantee you it's the same response. It's like that thing that your husband does that drives you nuts that it's because you don't find it acceptable within yourself. Yeah. And you already beat yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. That was the salt on the wound comment that really, really resonated. And I talked every single day, I'm talking about self-compassion. And so many people see that as coddling and like, um, just giving yourself a pass or being codependent or boundary violating. And I'm like, please understand when I say self-compassion, I mean that you can say neutrally, Mm -hmm. I recognize that you are feeling this right now. Yeah. Period. Period. There's no, there's no conversation about you should or shouldn't feel this way. It is literally compassion is not this glamorous, like, Oh, you poor baby. None of that. None of the histrionic, you know, coddling or anything. It's literally, I can recognize and recognize that this is happening right now. That's it. So try that too, to help neutralize some of the pain that we're inflicting on ourselves when we get into these negative emotions, specifically anger. Yes. Yes. And it's just, it's not, and it's not a pass to treat other people like crap because you're feeling that it's not their responsibility to make you feel any different either. And if any of you have, uh, has, has followed Molly and I to any degree, you'll know we are not about giving you false sense of BS pity. (laughs) That's not what this is about, but we, but we do have to put it into yes, accountability and reduce the, uh, and take away the amount of judgment we give ourselves for what we feel to Molly's point. If, and this is something that really struck a chord with me. And that I try to explain to my clients is like, if we cannot, if we feel as much as you can, can you repeat that for, for the audience real quick? Like you said, the feelings happen. How, how often for us? Uh, you mean two and a half times the, the rate of it? Yes. Yeah. Emotions happen at two and a half times the rate we can think about the emotion. Yeah. So your emotions are happening twice as fast, even more than twice as fast than you can even process what's going on inside. Yeah. And, and this is so, this is crazy because like, if we looked even broke down and I don't know the exact numbers or stats, but I've and you may, I don't know, but with the, our thoughts, just thoughts in general, how much of our thoughts we actually are just consciously even aware of and how many we actually experience and have throughout the day. If our feelings are happening twice as fast, why are we judging ourselves for this bullshit? (laughs) Oh my gosh, Katie, that's like mic drop right there. Because seriously, you're like, okay, if we're only conscious and we're conscious and we know all this data that we only know, I don't know, 20% of the hundred thousand thoughts that we're having every day. 
and you multiply that 2x, 3, 2.5x, so 300,000 emotions, <laughs> you know, per se. I mean, let's really, ooh, ooh, that just gave me all kinds of butterflies and stuff. Thank you. <laughs> That was uh Molly, like Molly Katie combo, baby. <laughs> I love the way you said that. You're like, dude, if we know what this reality is, just imagine what we don't even know. So can we get a little compassion up in here? Please. Yes, yes. please. Thank yes. you. Yes, please. Uh, Hi, I love hey, you. If you ever need a word of encouragement, you know. I think Katie and I, I love our styles. And when we talk about accountability, we really mean we want compassion towards yourselves so that you can grow and change. The more you threaten yourself and bully yourself and are, are in not nice cities to yourself, the more you will double down and stay the same. And it's just not fair to you. And you deserve to be free. Amen, sis. Yes. Can't, can't beat yourself up into a better you, right? Oh. That's so good. That's Are you thing. sure? I keep trying. I'm sure. I'm certainly sure. I know. Because see, Molly and I help each other with that all the time. So, <laughs> And it's great if you have somebody that you don't feel safe to talk to. You can process quite a bit of this on your own. But definitely reach out to Katie. You know, reach out to me. Reach out to somebody that you can trust. Yeah. You know, confidence exists for a reason. And I'm so grateful if if I hadn't allowed myself to cross that threshold of fear to reach out to Katie and say, can you help me? What do you think about this? I, my life would not be as rich as it is now. So just oh, reaching yeah. out to trusted people. Yeah. Well, right back at you, sis. You've helped me with my own stuff too. So we've, it's, it's been a blessing to know you and, um, grow with you and guys, if, uh, if you Molly, um, tell, tell them where they can find you if they would like to reach out to you. Yeah. So, um, live a life you love, come find the group. Um, I'm Molly Ashmore Pruitt, just like the name shows, I think on the, I'm not that cool tech wise, but I think it's on there, but you can look me up and send me a friend request. Um, if, and I'd like for you to DM me if you do happen to, cause sometimes I get friend requests and I'm sort of sorting through them, but if you can reference, like saw you on the talk today, it'd be great to connect or something like that. I would be happy to do that. I love, love, love to share. Lots of resources in my group. Katie has amazing resources. Would love, love, love to help advocate for you. Yes, yes. And I'll, um, we'll put Molly's links directly in the comments and then the show notes if you're catching this on the podcast or YouTube. So you can click right on to her and, and find her easily. So thank you, Molly. We definitely have to have you back. Thank you to all your audience and everybody who's who's out there. We're really all pulling for you. We yes. really do want want you to win at this life thing and feel great about it. Yes, we do. All right, guys. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Love you all. Bye. Love you. Take care. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I know in such a busy world right now that there are so many things pulling at your time and vying for your attention. So the fact that you're willing to spend it with me is truly an honor. And for those of you who are wondering how you can get involved with me and get more of my content, please feel free to join my free Facebook community at Marriage Empowered. You can also follow me at Instagram at Marriage Empowered. 
And if you'd like to book your free consultation call, you'd like more information on how I might be able to help you in your life or marriage, and you'd like to know more about that information, feel free to book your first free consultation call with me by going to my Facebook business page at Katie May Coaching LLC. And of course, you can always hit me up on the DMs. Thanks again so much for tuning in, you guys. And all of this information is also located in the show notes. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and I hope to see you back here soon.